Welcome back, everyone, to S1E1, the show where each week we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first episode, and ignoring anything else we know about that show, rate it on just that first pilot episode alone. This week we're going to be talking about Yes Dear. Yes Dear went 122 episodes over six seasons on CBS. Today we're going to be talking about episode one, which was just called Pilot, which debuted October 2nd, 2000. So to start things off, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the guys, Ferg, Joe, Gordo, and Nick. What's going on, guys? hey I'm sure we saw something from you two. All right. What? So, yes, dear, to start things off, has anybody not seen this show before we review it? Wow, Gordo. Correctly. Surprising. I really thought you wouldn't have seen this one. I've two seen it. I, I can't remember a whole lot, but I know I've seen it before. This is one of those shows that I've seen a ton of episodes in its original run, and I really don't remember anything about it, but I've watched it a ton. Yeah, it was on in syndication, too, but like I said, it would it was just background on, you know. Yeah, and full disclosure to anyone listening, for those of you who want to watch Yes Dear, Yes Dear is near impossible to find Hard on to find. anything. Yeah. It's not on any streaming services that we're currently aware of. Uh, when you even just say it in your Comcast, say if that's your cable provider, there's like no upcoming recordings available because it's like no episode. It's not like syndicated or anything like currently on television. So it's a it's a tricky one if you want to go back and watch it. It is you could find the DVDs or purchase episodes or find some on YouTube. But oddly, uh, if you Google it, the internet tells you it's on everything and it's not on anything. It's not, yeah. and Google yeah. will lie to you. Yep. It's amazing how often Google lies to you, too. Like, how is that not just like some simple API built into every streaming service that makes it easily searchable? Like, I don't understand how that's not a thing. When I think of this show, it used to be, it's crazy to think it's not on anything because it was on syndication so heavy, but it was on daytime syndication. Yeah. So it was on for like five hours a day. And there was a point in time where I worked a retail job and, you know, you have random times off, right? So you're home random days you're not working till 6 p.m and we had a neighbor above us who worked at starbucks and she would just bring us like industrial sized bags of coffee so there would be days where i'd have nothing to do we'd be kind of broke it's winter time and i would just drink pots of coffee and watch yes dear for like six straight hours <laughs> until that was over and then i just watched law and order for another six hours or whatever and what a weirdly life. i didn't feel good all the time well let's just jump right into the episode so the opening scene we have the mom who's um Kim, who's played by Jean Louisa Kelly. Yep, from Uncle Buck. And uh, full disclosure, one of the few things I do remember about this show is I always had a tremendous crush on her. Really? Yeah, really into her. She's very, such a plain so. Jane whatever. I, That's strange. I can't explain it. I'm really I don't know. I think she likes them brunettes. She's, man. She's kind of like, like a, uh, what's her face from uh, Groundhog Day? I get a oh. vibe from her. I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but she doesn't do it for me the same way. I don't know. In any event, um, she's trying to. But what if she's her... wearing glasses, Jay? Oh, through the roof. If... I get like, wait, G- which one? Gina Davis them? vibes. No, 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 no. She seems younger. In any event, yeah, glasses plus anyone is a boost up. But Andy McDowell. <laughs> Thank Andy you, McDowell. Andy she's the one from Groundhog Day, correct? So, anyways, uh, Kim, the mother, she's trying to feed her baby uh, some like really, really healthy baby food. I forget what exactly was in it. It was probably kale and some shit. Organic squash, okra, and wheat germ. Oh, this, thank you. This was, thank this was you. before kale was cool, Jay. Yeah, kale yeah. wasn't cool yet in 2000. <laughs> yeah, that sounds disgusting. Right. And uh, the baby doesn't want to eat it. She tries it for herself. Obviously, it tastes disgusting. And she, she's talking to herself and saying, like, oh, she can't even get the taste out of her mouth. And that's when the husband walks in, who's Greg, played by Anthony Clark, who it's weird. Like, I was like, he reminds me, like, he's. There's something I know him from, and I just think it was this show because I, I checked his IMDb. I had the same dilemma. Yeah, he's I don't not know him a lot of stuff. Else. He did some episodes of Boston Common. Aside from Boston Common, he is the hairdresser in The Rock who gives Sean Connery the haircut when he breaks out of the hotel. Oh, he really? Plays, he, he plays like a really, like, a, you can never do it now, like a very effeminate, obviously gay character where in the end he's like, I just want to know if you like your haircut. And he's like, He's like, how can I cut your hair? Like, it just affects the voice. It's really, I really... don't think that's where I know him from. <laughs> Wait, have not... I imagine everybody here has seen The Rock at least like a hundred times though, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I own, I own it somewhere around here. <laughs> a weird thing too, Jay, you mentioned it. He's in a show... He was in that show Boston Common. Yep. Right. And it's funny because 
almost all of this cast is from Massachusetts. But not him. But not him. And yeah. he was on a show about Boston. Yeah, he's very obviously yeah. from Virginia, yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, that's not a Boston accent. So yeah, Greg walks in and he, he you know, addresses his wife, calls her Goose, so that was a really weird pet name. They're just big Top Gun fans. Yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, you know, do any of you guys, uh, I am I am single and lonely, so I don't have any example. Do you guys go with any pet names? I literally have been calling Kelsey Skeeter, and she fucking oh, hates it. I just stick oh. with Ferg. No, <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, I, honey. Chicken, yeah. hedgehog. What? Chicken and hedgehog. Chicken and hedgehog. No, 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 yeah. no. I mean, it's either honey or um, Kohanya, which is Polish for honey. Oh, or my love I never, in Polish. I'll say in any in any past relationships, I never was a pet name guy. I never, I can never think of addressing anyone. And there are other ones too, name. but that's Jay's just like yo, bitch. I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> put them I, glasses I, on. I, if anything, you know, they would be. Tell me I'm bad. <laughs> they would they'd be nicknames that were probably not fully appreciated. N- nothing bad, but just things that I found funny. But like, <laughs> hey, shit stain, come over here. No. Hey, get over here, jugs. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to get into it. Uh, but but uh, no, just little things like calling someone just by their last name, which is not an affectionate term if you're referring to what are you like, their uncle. Your like? yeah. uh, no, we weren't doing uncle play. <laughs> big now. <laughs> it's big now, apparently. On the, uh... Yeah. No, it has to be a step uncle. What are you doing, oh, that, bro? Taking a dark, weird turn way too early. <laughs> But anyway, you want to play yeah. truth or dare, stepbrother? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why is that what pornography is now? Why? Okay, no, it's so weird, right? I I didn't want to go on a tangent within the first minute, but this is something that I've talked about many times. So I'm glad you brought it up. I hate that. I hate that about modern pornography. I don't understand why it's a thing. For those of you Very listening strange. who pretend you don't listen to pornography, uh, watch rather. Uh, you're lying. Everyone watches porn. No, I never. You're lying. You watch porn. I don't understand this influx where every porn has to be incestuous now. I don't think it's entertaining. I think it's very weird. But obviously, most of you like it because that's why 90% of videos are incestuous now. So shame on all of you. You're disgusting. Stop clicking on those videos so they stop making that it's weird shit. It's not incest. It's step, bro. Stop justifying related. it. Oh, yeah, but it's step weird. Yo, I'm with Jay. It's weird. Instep? It's taboo. I don't like it. Yeah, but when? But it's not taboo if everybody's doing it. No, stop! <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, Look, I we're not it. here to kink. We're not here to kink shame anybody. It's kink shame. Shit's weird. Yeah, Jay's kink shaming over here. Uh, let's. What's your kink then, Jay? Huh? I like boring porn with missionary position with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> We've uh, listen. I've had this conversation <laughs> with people in the past, and I don't want to get too into it. Uh, I'm I'm a weird guy. And I'm so boring. You like that pterodactyl that one, right? No, I'm so boring. I honestly. Jay watches cake farts. If if we're gonna get into this, <laughs> and I'm gonna be fully transparent right now, it's like if I'm on an adult website, I'm probably either just looking at the homepage for some something that flags my interest, or I'm typing in something like brunette or glasses. I'm very very boring. Now you know a whole <laughs> lot about me. Uh, if you wanna. If you want to message in at s1e1pod.com, find our socials. You can let us know what it is that you search for when you're watching adult <laughs> movies. But uh, this was a wild tangent from a very wholesome show like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys remember the time that we bought Beetlejism at like three in the morning oh. from the porn store? And watched it? We were watched like fresh in my 18. old room. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like in your, your childhood, childhood bedroom, we were like 22. <laughs> like, yeah. yes, we just, uh, just post the R-rated one on this one real quick. But uh, yeah. Or when we were <laughs> at the video store at like three o'clock in the morning watching the girls fart paint on canvas. <laughs> <laughs> I must oh, have wow. missed that one. That was uh, interesting. I hadn't thought of that until right now for like since that moment. Jesus Christ. Someone pulled up out front and looked in the door and just drove away. <laughs> since since I was since I was open with our listeners, does anyone else want to disclose what it is that they search for? I'm a browser. I don't really go in there searching. I just kind of scroll until I find oh, something homepage. I like. Yeah, no, I mean I'm I'm kind of the same. I mean, I don't really have a have a preference. I usually scroll on the home screen. Joe, uh, you have DVD copies of Busta Nut and Grandma's Butt. Mature Southern. Yeah. <laughs> Mature Southern only. Yeah. Uh, tub grannies. Mature Southern recorded on VHS. 
Right. Yeah, of course it would be VHS. Yes, I uh, need the green. Rue McClanahan sex tape. <laughs> what about you, Fred? How'd you see our tape? <laughs> what about you, It's Fred? in the vaults. What about me? Yeah. I just, whatever's on the main page, man. <laughs> He's in and out. Ferg's <laughs> <laughs> doing business. He's just, whatever's yeah. there. First 10 the second preview yeah, clip that comes thumbnails. up. This is done. The GIF. I was honestly, I was trying to think of something funny and nothing came to me. So you got full honesty. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyway, kids in love with you. Yes, dear. (laughs) This is the worst advertisement for them ever bringing this show back on TV or streaming. For for the love of God, let me bring this back in for a moment. Um, So so now Greg and Kim get to talk. Land the plane, bud. Yeah, they get to talking for a while, mainly because of her concerns about uh, the baby not eating, but uh, I guess he's in the 90th percentile for babies his age as far as weight goes, so there's no real concern. He's 10% away from being the fattest kid in the world. (laughs) Yeah. That was such a good show. Yeah, and uh, it's like, maybe the baby's just not hungry. So, you know, we're we're learning. She's a very nervous mom. She's worrying about everything. Uh, He has this more logical approach. I don't want to say- She's helicoptering. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I, rem- I remember those days when, when Max was first came home, going to the books for everything, you know, and then you eventually then just throw the book over your shoulder. Yeah, and this like, is their first child, so it's not like they have, like, you know, much to go by. This is their first run at it. But, yeah, she's super, super nervous about everything. He, again, just uses logic. The baby's of a healthy weight, and he's not hungry. So he's just not hungry. We also learned that this is, um they moved... But like 3,000 miles away. I don't know if they disclosed where they lived before, but they've moved to LA and they helped move some of her family out, which ends up being her sister and her brother-in-law. Boston's own Michael Malley. Michael Malley, yeah, who we will meet in a moment. So once, um, but since you brought him up, Michael Malley, I mainly knew him growing up because he did all those Nickelodeon shows like Guts and stuff. And I think get the picture and maybe there was one other one he did. Did, Was he an actor before he, because this is the first time I remember him not as like a game show host. Like I remember him as a game show, like from Guts and I think Figure It Out. Was that the other one he was on? No, that was Summer Sanders. He was a guest on figure it out a lot he's one of like the panelists because they would always like use the other nickelodeon people to be like the panelists oh okay so yeah he did those but that's like i'll always to this day when i see him i just i get like those like member berries about being a kid watching like those nickelodeon game shows send it a mo mo he's the kind of person especially for that time and what he was doing that you just sort of assumed he was a stand-up right like a stand-up gets these sort of gigs but he wasn't he's just always been a writer and an actor yeah is that true? Yeah, I guess uh, yeah. I never really thought about it. He's also in that new uh, wrestling-based show, Heels. Oh, he's in Heels, Oh, no, right? I want to yeah. see that. I it's on see Stars. That. Stars, right? Yeah, which I don't know if any of us get Stars. I don't no, I was going to say, Heels is doing pretty well, and I think it's been the thing that taught everyone that none of us have Stars. <laughs> I can, uh, I can send you I can send you a link to it. Thank you. Yeah, I imagine Glow like made people think, like, oh, you can make a wrestling show and people will watch it. Right, yeah. But then that even got unceremoniously canceled, too. Yeah, that ends a Did little it? soon. No, I, th- I thought it just ended. No, they Didn't started filming the good. season again. They were like, they filmed like one episode and then with COVID and everything, they were just like, never mind, this is over. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, like they were actively filming it because Marin, I listened to Marin's podcast sometimes and he was talking about like, hey, we're going back, we're starting it. And then he was like, they just canceled it. They didn't want to deal with all the effort of people getting sick and everything. COVID claims another one. Sucks. So uh, to go back about the parenting thing, there's, we say she's overprotective. She has a book on baby's not walking, baby's not eating, like everything, everything you could think of, they have a full on manual about and props to the the prop department because I read like the, the, the book sleeve was correct and everything like they, they made, they went the extra mile to not just have like a, a generic no cover book. They, they seem yeah, like they a weird thing to put the extra detail in. Yeah. You know, this kind of, they, they kind of button this with now the dad tries to take a bite of the food too when he's trying to feed the baby and also thinks it's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. What is she doing to you? <laughs> no wonder why you don't want to eat. So from there, we get into the intro, and I found the intro super interesting because it was so weird to me. Yeah. It was just the two couples, like, looked like they were about to walk into the beach. They had, like, you know, the chairs and all that stuff in their arms, and they're just walking across the street onto the beach, and it was, like, four seconds long, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, later on, not to say anything else later on, but they have, like, I think the syndicated version is what we saw, but there was, like, a theme, like, an actual theme song 
that was like okay. a, almost like a pop punk song or something that ran with the show forever for years that like had like chants of like yes dear it's like been really? stuck in my this, head this is the theme song i remember from back in the day same yeah oh i remember the you got a wife and kids in love with you that one maybe that's <laughs> the one they put on all the syndication then because that's when i was watching i don't know it. i i mean the the way at which i watched it to be you know fully transparent was probably ripped from syndication so i don't know I don't, that's the one I got. Is that the one you all saw? The same like four second yeah. Yeah. thing? No, yeah. no, it was on the one I saw too. But I was like, I remember yeah, that song being right. there. I'll have to do some digging. Maybe next week I'll update with. Uh... Do you guys find it weird too? Because I, I, we've talked before that like I like I like a shorter intro usually, but this one it was just odd. Something, it, I just well, didn't understand it. Um, I think that it was lo- supposed to be longer than. It it was like it it seemed very abrupt and like someone cut. That's it. a good point. It seemed like it was part of a bigger thing, and then they just kind of they're like, "This isn't working. Down, yeah. We'll just get like an establishing shot and get away." We've got more wheat germ jokes to make. Let's uh can get in and out of this real quick. Yeah. So now we get back to we're basically getting back to the scene that we left off on, and now Kim's answering the door, and it's her sister Christine, who's played by what is it Liza Snyder. I believe so. Yeah, I think she's also. I think she's from like Northampton or something. Another like New England cast. Yeah, member. she's I think around here too, and she's in a ton of stuff. I'm trying to think of like what um, she's most notably. Well, I wouldn't say most notably. Now she's in that show with um, oh, what uh, Joey from Friends. Um, what's his name? Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, she, uh, he. Yeah, he, uh, Man with a Plan. She's the wife in that now. Yeah, and it was watched. supposed. To, yeah, oh. it was supposed to be Jenna Fisher, and then got replaced with her. And that shows that wrong, but she's someone that like I've definitely recognized from being in a ton of things. But I that's I can't really think of like the stuff I know her from. The show's got a lot of just solid, good TV actors that you see and yeah. stuff all the time. Are always working and are always. She's from Worcester, yeah. actually. She's Worcester. Oh, she was on House. Oh, so uh, yeah, so she's uh, Christine's walking in with her two kids, and she explains that Jimmy's still outside exchanging insurance information with the neighbor because apparently he hit the cat, <laughs> the neighbor's cat, in the parking uh, while trying to park. This is a weird thing too. Like when then Jimmy comes in and he's like very excited that his neighbor was Jewish. And like yeah, later on, he yep, makes yeah. a joke about Native Americans. <laughs> he makes a joke about the Iranian kids. There's like he a runs weird in, yeah. He runs going in, and the first thing he said was like, "Do you know you live next to a Jewish guy?" <laughs> like that was the first thing. That was the very first thing he says on the show. Mean, it is California. Music, well, that was the thing. Is they, again, they didn't establish where they're originally from, but he was just very excited by the diversity. But like, unless they were from like Iowa or something, I mean, like, I would imagine there's a lot of Jewish people. No around. Jews in Iowa. I'm yeah. just saying there's probably less than they're obviously from the East Coast, where like they'd be from a, a near New York or Boston or yeah, you know, a major city probably. Uh, I did want to point out right before Jimmy first walks in, it, we have. Kim goes to bring her nephew over to the table to show him all these toys that she got for him to play with. And he just immediately grabs the remote and turns the TV right on because they call back to this later on. He's very glued and addicted to television. And we also find out that the other son, the youngest son is just will only eat McDonald's. So we see a very, yeah, we see a very conflicting parenting styles between Kim and her sister, Christine are basically polar opposites. And I mean, you'll get into that as the show goes on, but... Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, you're establishing that, right, that these two families are total polar opposites. And it could be just that they've, they have two now, and they've gone through I was going to say that. Before. I wonder if it's if that's experience, because they're on the second kid, or yeah. if that's just I don't how different so. they are. No, I, I think where we think see how different so. the characters are, it's pretty safe to assume that they were probably more relaxed than kim and greg were right off the bat because jimmy and christine are so different but the vibe i got was this is a very cousin eddie scenario yeah I, I they're yeah. Catherine and eddie right like he's kind of wacky he says weird things he's a drinker he doesn't he puts his kids in front of the tv and goes and you know kind of like screws around and you know Shitter's greg full. is way more of a serious sort of uptight guy yeah because from here, like when Jimmy does walk in, him and Greg get to talking a little bit, and really the conversation they're having is about the difference in their parenting styles. You, you know and what's how- funny in that scene though is the kid sitting there watching TV, and he moves him to the other seat just to take just to take his spot. Like, <laughs> but he yeah. could have easily sat on the chair and talked. Right, to him right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah. I like to know the kid's so zoned out he doesn't notice he's being picked up. He's like that. Oh yeah, he's just as, yeah, as long as the TV's on, it's fine. And what we're getting is Jimmy's getting at Greg for saying he's whipped. He does every, he's doing all this homework, reading all the baby books. 
Greg's getting back at Jimmy saying, you know, you act like you're a single 20 year old. You don't help out. You don't do anything. And Jimmy's like, but, but Greg is kind of jealous of Jimmy too, because he's not under all this stress and he has two kids and he's not nearly as stressed out as Greg is with the one. And when he asked him like, how does he even do it? He's like, I'm just honest. My wife knows exactly who I am. Their first date, they were watching football in his basement and doing beer bongs. Yeah. And be doing beer bongs. And Greg, his first date with Kim was would make your own pottery. Yeah. Make (laughs) your own pottery class. Have you guys ever done that? Nope. Never. I haven't. Kelsey has. She made me uh, some cool stuff. I haven't done the make your own pottery one. I have done the paint the pottery one. The paint one. pottery. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. we've all done that as kids. Oh, are you with the Plasta Fun Town? Yeah. Mean, yeah. Plasta, Plasta Fun Town. I was just trying to yeah. think of it. I could not think of that. I never, except for art class, I never There is no chance Plasta Fun Time is still around, right? No. Yeah, God, it's still around. I don't think so. No way. It is. No, there's a, it's, it's called something else. It's called something else. Unless it, unless it just closed, because I used to take Max. Wow, Plaster Fun Time, Waltham, Saugus, Denim, open at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah. No, oh, I'll see you guys bright and early in the morning. I was going to say, I'm calling out of work, and I'll see you guys in the morning. I was going to say, should we, <laughs> should we go and do a field trip? If we can ever... If we can ever Nothing sounds less fun to me than going back there. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'm 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 I go to, I have to walk in there again. No, I'm not saying Plaster Fun Time. I say we After go that, to like we'll go to Build a Bear, and then <laughs> what's the next task we can do after that <laughs> it's been what are the, what are the, the ones where schedules. you get you drink a bunch of wine and then try to paint something oh paint oh, yeah, wine uh, and paint night those paint yeah. nights or whatever paint yeah. Night, yeah we could if, do that if you guys ever want to do old like, lesbians wine and paint night oh wait i think we figured out what ferg's search criteria is if we ever um if, if you if you guys ever it's tough for us to line up our schedules but if there's ever a point in time where you guys all want to do a, a pottery class or anything like that i will gladly meet up and we can maybe toss that on youtube the boys make pottery or something like that i'm gonna make a bong i don't smoke so i mean i'll probably just make a pot you can make a pair of glasses i'm gonna make a flashlight be a little heavy i'm gonna smash koto's bong (laughs) (laughs) that's not nice Uh, also, we, we lost over uh, one of the funniest lines of the show where uh, when Mike O'Malley comes in and says, next time you want me to go buy diapers and Vaseline, remind me not to get beer. The cashier oh, took yeah, down right. my license plate number. No, that wasn't <laughs> Michael O'Malley. That was uh, Greg. No, that was Greg. No, was, yeah, when, he, when he came in with it? the beer. Yeah, yeah when he came Greg, in not Michael O'Malley. He also is holding the, like, I forgot that that's what Budweiser cans looked like. Whatever year that was, like, he pulled the beer out and I immediately was pulled back. Like, whoa, designs change so much. Yeah, I don't realize until you see shows sometimes, any products like that. I notice it with Pepsi and Doritos the most, those two. Yeah, Pepsi and Doritos change a lot. Coke is, I mean, soda in general, I think you can super date anything when you see a can of any soda. It changes so frequently. But yeah, this conversation kind of leads to Jimmy convincing Greg that his wife needs like a day off just to unwind and then maybe she'll be a little easier on her parenting style and how much he's asking of him and um basically says that you know just to take her to the day spa you know or let give her a pay for her to go to the day spa and somehow talks talks him into paying for his wife to go as well with with him so or with her no he volunteers it he doesn't yeah, talk well, him into it the conversation was crafted so that would happen that was a very specific because then he when he goes to tell his wife he's like hey christine you know <laughs> that day spa that you've been dying to go to yeah it's a good button on that scene too that he yeah. he admits basically that he just worked him the whole way Right, and I, I do like that, like, when Greg was like, and, that, and then she'll be okay, and he's like, no, 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 women are never okay. Like, you, you can't <laughs> fix them, but, but this will help. I thought his delivery there was, uh, was, was really nice. I, I found that funny. Maybe that's why we can't find this show anywhere. There's uh, borderline racism, there's sexism, everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. It's definitely a relic yeah. of its time where, like, the writing is very different than what would be. But, I mean, you can also watch a show that's... I was going like, to say, we, um, so yeah. many shows that we've watched have toyed that line a lot harder yeah. than that. But then, yeah, so from there to the next day, now the girls are getting ready to go to the spa and... Uh, Kim's quizzing Greg on everything he needs to do, right? So, like, th- we, at first you're doing this, and then what happens at this time? And then there was this really weird, like, after his nap, he, and then Greg makes a joke about gets a hooker, like, the baby gets a hooker, and I thought... Be left. <laughs> I thought it was a weird joke. I just thought, like, you were trying to slide the it's joke in there. It's full of these weird jokes. The little it's... bit I knew about him, like, it seemed out of character for him to say yeah, that but it to seemed him. like a forced joke to, like, say the, like, get a hooker, like, just seemed, like, really... I don't know. It was like sloppy writing to me. It just didn't seem like it, it worked there. I think it was just to um, be so 
polar opposite. Right. You know, I just, kind of I don't know. For me, that joke didn't land. I, I almost would have found it more funny of like after his nap, he and then like has his afternoon cigarette. Like, I think that would have worked a little it bit. It made better. me laugh. It just didn't fit. I, I, I hear right. you. It felt like that's the kind of line where you're like, okay, this is a show with comedians on it. Like, this is a comedian line, not like a sitcom line. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So Christine is the opposite of her sister and tells Jimmy, don't call me in the next six hours. And it's, if they're still breathing, do not call me. So again, like we're seeing right now, these two couples are completely opposites in the way that they go about their parenting and just the way they live their lives in general. It's also too where we get them, uh, they, they go to the spa or whatever, and they're watching wrestling and he says that they're doing a Cobra clutch. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. So we're so, to assume yeah. that they're watching a Sergeant Slaughter match. Right. So I was looking into this, right? So it's 2000 and I did a little side homework because yep. Mentions a Cobra clutch 2000 though, a little late for Sergeant Slaughter. Other wrestlers, I then I looked up wrestlers who famously did it. Uh, Joe, you'd, uh, you'd appreciate Baron Von Raschke's on that list. I love me some Baron Von Raschke. And then Savio Vega, still a little too early, uh, a little late for Savio Vega, a little late for the Million Dollar Man. That, Steve would, be, that well. would be the era that uh, Sergeant Slaughter was the commissioner. Yeah, but I don't know. For them to pull that move, I don't know if this was like, th- they basically selected the one era in wrestling where no one was actively doing the Cobra Clutch. I think right now Juice Robinson is also on the list of people who does it. I feel like that's a writer who liked wrestling when he was a kid. And he was like, yep. oh, we'll just throw a move out that I loved Sergeant Slaughter when I was a kid or something. Exactly. I know. I'm surprised it wasn't just, that's a body slam. It's like, And uh, there was also a scene right before that where there's um there's a joke that gets mentioned about like, I think Jimmy's asking Christine if you're going to think about me while someone's hands are on you getting a massage. George and then it Clooney, turns into think, like. Right? Yeah, the George Clooney during sex joke. Like, I think of George Clooney while, you know, we have sex. And again, I go to 2000 is like, was this the tail end of the George Clooney run? Where he was still, was he still the number one at that point for people? I think he was, yeah. Big time. I mean, I think now you could he still was, make that was joke. Was he off ER still, at that point? Yeah, ER was By still 2000, going. he was, yeah. He was off ER. I know ER that. was still going, but was he still on it? He, he wasn't on it that whole time. I think he was done. I think at that point, he was maybe just sex symbol George Clooney doing movies. Was he Batman yet? This is post Batman, luckily. Maybe. Probably right, it was right around there. And yeah, he's definitely Batman by then, I think. I, yeah, I think that's got to be like ninety seven. Yeah, and not to dissect this the same way as the uh, the Sergeant Slaughter Cobra Clutch thing, but I felt like George Clooney was too easy of a name. It was like too obvious because that was always the joke. It was always George Clooney and Brad Pitt every time. I thought they could have maybe flagged a different name, but or like pick somebody off uh, left of center. You know what I mean? And be like, who do you yeah, think just of a little different. sex? You know, if she was like. I don't know, Bobby Adam Hill. Sandler or something. You'd be like, well, all right, weird. Yeah. No, man, it's because George Clooney will always be sexy. So, you know, it's timeless. I mean, he'll always be sexy for sure. He's a sexy man. Or about Prince. He's a sexy little man. I would have <laughs> gone with Prince. R.I.P. to Prince. Uh, R.I.P. to Prince. Bums me out every time. Now he's right up Joe's alley. He loves the dead people. <laughs> Aww. I hope he's doing the bat dance somewhere. So the dads are going to bring their kids to the park and... Jimmy has to drop his oldest at a friend's house first because he bites other kids when he doesn't have a TV to distract them. I will say, though, I have to appreciate this kid's sort of aesthetic and his whole life model as five people who spend way too much of their time dissecting sitcoms. The kid who will bite somebody if they're watching television is kind of like a mascot to us, right? Yeah, we get a nice little cutscene too, of um, Jimmy just placing the kid down next to his friend and just like walking off and like neither of them flinch. They don't even interact with one another. They're both just locked into the television. So now we cut to them being outside and they're at the park. And so Jimmy and Greg both took just one son each. But now Jimmy's using his youngest son to just scratch his back. And he's trying to get the kid who's like across the park a little bit to let him borrow the rake, which just really freaks the mother out of that no, no, child. Not borrow the rake. He wants a little kid to come over there with the rake. With the rake. Oh, him. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Th- I didn't perceive that as he wanted the kid to physically use the rake on him. It was more like hand me the rake so I could. But uh, that's how I got say? it. Who's to say? Either way, it made mom very uncomfortable and, and rightfully so. This is also where he has the weird line where he's like, let's get out of here. It's too hot. Even the Iranian kids are getting out of the sandbox. Where I was like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, what are we yeah. doing here? <laughs> yeah. now, now, so I definitely took note of that line, but I wonder, I don't think that's like, I think it was more that that's a really hot area. I didn't really take that joke as like, yeah. Like a crazy raises thing, but it was just right. a weird thing to say. Like it just seemed awkward or something. Oh, it was definitely crazy racist. Really? I really didn't but, perceive it that way. I mean, like it wasn't PC, but I don't think it why was. Why were like they in? Why were the Iranians in the sandbox? 
That's the sand funny. part is racist. The heat from where they're from isn't. They don't cancel each other out. It's bad. It's bad yeah. either way. It's just not good. Yeah, yeah but that that was a, a symptom of, of writing in the 90s or the right. early 2000s. Oh, it's you know, certainly they would, of the they time. Would, oh, no, I don't care. Yeah. You know? Just when I hear saying. sand too, like you think of like you think of that same exact joke was said, and he said like Egyptian kids, it wouldn't be perceived bad, like it would it would come off better. Yeah, yes. might have, it might have, but I mean, I think that either way, if you if you choose any Middle Eastern country at that point, it's gonna come off pretty much in the same way. Right. A year later, that joke would have been a much different writing. Yeah. Okay. So now, yeah, it's so anyways, as you said, you know, basically Jimmy is saying to Greg that it's too hot and they're trying to, he's trying to get him out of there. He's like, it's just like, the kids aren't having fun. Like they're, you just sit them anywhere. Did anybody else go immediately to strip club? I thought, I thought, I did. That's 100%, where I thought, that's where I thought he was going. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought they were going to do the classic, like the strip club has uh, neon lights. <laughs> I was gonna say it has like like the buffet or whatever, so we can get lunch, and then there'd be a scene of like dancers playing with the kids. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely thought it was gonna be somewhere similar because basically he says, "I know a place that we can go that has food and games and bright lights." Mm-hmm. So you know, obviously, Greg's like, "Oh, like Chuck E. Cheese," and it's like, "Nope, they go to a <laughs> casino." So, so now we flash to the casino. Jimmy's having a conversation with the dealer about how Native Americans don't have to pay taxes. You know, it, and that's basically the compensation because we took their land, which I mean, they kind of, kind of how things go. I mean, that's how all these casinos it's are pretty set accurate. up. But then the dealer's like, actually, I'm Mexican. And he's like, <laughs> right, yeah, I'm right. sure we stole some stuff from you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, man. Here we go. Yeah. And I guess that's just Jimmy's, he has this very innocent way of saying things that you're like, even though we're like, wait, wait a second. He doesn't mean anything. Yeah, they're not tongue in cheek when they come yeah. out of his mouth. It's just like he's kind of oblivious and it's straight up right. innocence. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, he's not mean. It's not mean spirited in any way. Like I said, the first time we ever see him, he walks and he's like, Do you know there's a Jewish guy living next to you? Like he's like excited. <laughs> With excitement. Never, yeah. Yeah. Talk I also to love to another guy. line we didn't say where he's like, You're so uh, open to all this. I wish you were here during the riots, <laughs> which is like oh, yeah. another <laughs> joke yeah. about like crazy things. Was that 93 right. or 94? 90, I think it was 93 because OJ was 94. Yeah, because it led right into OJ, right? Was it? Yeah, because OJ yeah. was pretty much right after. Well, I think maybe it was 92 then, and then the trial was 93, and then right. OJ was 94. It was 1992. Yeah. It was so 1992. Trial was 93, yeah. What's his name had something to do with both of those things? Uh, Fer- Mark Furman. Yeah, yeah. What was Furman's thing? Was he with... Uh... Just a real piece of shit racist cop. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, so so now they're in the casino. Greg wants to go, uh, but he sits at the blackjack table anyways just to lose money. But that was like kind of a weird logic. Like, you don't want to be there, and you've already made that known. Just by sitting at the table and deliberately losing your money does not make Jimmy want to leave any sooner or later, right? Either way, like... Well, I think he's sort of calling his bluff that like, okay, we'll play. I'm going to spend all my money. But when the g- general rule of a casino, right, is when you sp- what you're supposed to is if you lose all your money is you leave. You don't find more ways to lose more money. Right. But I mean, I, I think he already made it known to Jimmy. Like, I don't I don't know why he had to go out of his way to try to lose the money right away. I, I, I thought that was a little a little weird. But in any ways, it sets up the scene. So he sits down at the blackjack table. Dealer shows him 19. And he still hits, which is insane, but somehow gets a two. So he's got his 21, which causes Jimmy to lose because Jimmy would have got the two if he didn't hit. Next hand, he gets blackjack. Wins again. Jimmy loses again. By the way, it bothers me so much that they left the kids just in the middle of the floor of the casino. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. some bad parenting right there. Like, I couldn't even enjoy the scene. (laughs) (laughs) Was your spidey sense tingling a little bit? Like... Greg is obviously roped into the situation by Jimmy, but he doesn't come off as the type of father that, despite the fact that he's trying to prove a point, wouldn't lose focus of his infant son who's like sitting on yeah. the floor of this casino. They're like far away from them too. They're not even like <laughs> right. Yeah, when they cut back, I was a little surprised too. They're as far away as they were, and because of that, he misses his son's first steps the first time he gets up. So you know what should be a pivotal moment in parenting, uh, he completely missed because he's trying to deliberately lose at blackjack. And from there, we cut to the spa where the women are at, and they're both laying down waiting at a massage, and Kim still has her underwear on. She didn't know that she wasn't supposed to have it. By the way, this is the kind of porn I search. Yeah. Now, has anybody ever gotten a massage like this before? I've never been massaged. I don't think it would Never. I've always wanted to, and I've never pulled the trigger on it. And, like, my back is a mess, so I would really love to go and get a massage. 
I always, I, I can't get comfortable in general ever. So I imagine that would be a situation that would just make me miserable. I've gotten them at this. I've gotten them at the strip club. <laughs> what? I said I've gotten them at the strip club. Oh, yeah, Jesus. I got a massage at the strip club once. And it was the most painful experience of my life. I woke up bruised the next day. It was not worth the $20 (laughs) at all. Well, yeah, there's a little difference between getting a full-on massage at a spa and the $20 for one song strip club massage. But I want to go back. Joe, when you say you can't get comfortable, do you mean physically comfortable or like socially you would feel uncomfortable? Probably both. Like I'm aw- I'm like awkward around like people. I think I told this before, but like I can't enjoy things like I probably should sometimes. And I tried to break out of my comfort zone once this summer. Kelsey bought me a slush and I was like, okay, I'm going to eat an ice cream. I'm going to actually try to enjoy myself. And my hands were all wet and I thought that it was the condensation. And I looked down and there was a hole in the slush. <laughs> I was covered in cherry. The couch was covered <laughs> in cherry. I ruined the couch. We tried to get something to clean the couch. It made the couch worse. I was sticky. And now I'm just like, that's it. I tried to be a normal human being once. I love that that's you that living enjoyable. it up. I'm going to have a slush. <laughs> I really thought as, as you were telling the story, I really thought that there was more to it than like you guys went out. I thought you guys like going to go out on a night. And it was really you sat on your own couch at home to eat slush. It was like... <laughs> That's like, the old Joe's gonna relax. I can't even be at though. That was me taking a leap. Otherwise, I would just be in the middle of an anxiety attack the entire time, or bogged like half full of bourbon. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I double went out of my comfort zone because I normally would have gotten lemon, and cherry was a big. You're a lemon guy. I'm a yes, lemon I'll guy. Finish. I like the lemon. lemon way to go. Lemon, 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 and watermelon are like the two best flavors. They make a ton blue of blue like, vanilla is ones. overrated. I grew yeah, up blue, blue vanilla is where it's at. But uh, that being said, had you just stuck with lemon, you probably wouldn't have fucked up the couch that bad. That's true, so, too. Yep, yeah. yeah. First thing I thought of. He's like, he's yelling at her. He's like, I told you I should have got the cherry. <laughs> you should have got a lot more slush and covered the whole couch. <laughs> Do like a tie-dye, yeah. Just, I was going to say, it could have been a tie-dye, yeah. <laughs> Gordo, what is your, what, did you already say it? What's your favorite slush? I said blue vanilla. Blue vanilla? As a kid, it was my favorite, but I, I think watermelon and lemon on a hot day. I used to get lemon-lime. They're the most refreshing. I'm so boring that, like, I love vanilla. I love vanilla. Regardless. I do too, yeah. Like, it's my favorite flavor, but, like, if you go out. Why don't you just get ice cream? Blue, I don't mean? know. It's something about the blue vanilla. I, like, I, I, I love slush. I'm a yeah. slush guy. But yeah. But uh, th- to go back. So Kim's in this dilemma where now she doesn't know what to do because she doesn't want to take her underwear off. But if the, the masseuse comes in and sees her with her underwear... She's going to feel like she's being judged, and that's going to make her uncomfortable as well. So she's in a complete no-win situation. That's the kind of mental thing I couldn't handle. The, like, what is this person going to think? Am I doing this wrong situation? you got to remember, they've definitely seen it all. So it's not that oh, you yeah, can I do know. they I, haven't If seen. that's your profession, yeah, it, they've, they've, they've probably run the gauntlet of interesting interactions. Right. I think they had a happy compromise. She kept the underwear on, lost the bra. Right. Because, you know, Christine kind of talks her into that. Like, you need to just relax a little bit. And that's kind of like your biggest problem. And they kind of just talk. They had a story about when they were kids and how they both got bunnies and how she she wouldn't put the bunny down for like months. And there was like a bald spot on it because she just continuously petted it. And obviously her parenting style is very similar to her pet owning style right she just she can't detach herself from her baby for one second she she hovers over it at all times yeah she wants to leave to go check on them at the park right right and uh where they're not because they're back at the casino where um (laughs) greg actually does finally catch his son standing up a second time so what he thinks are his first steps are actually his you know his next cluster of steps but yeah he missed the first steps he missed the, the actual first ones, but in general, I guess it's all one big outing. It, they still count, right? Yeah. But um, he grabs his video camera and he starts to record it. And then he realizes, I can't use this tape. We're at a casino. I, how am I going to show this to my wife? She can't know that we're here. So then um, the next scene is they're back home and, he's, and Jimmy walks in with this tape and he has a friend who does special effects. And I guess like in my head, I guess I never thought about it. We didn't talk about this earlier, but I was under the perception they were kind of new to the area, especially the way like Jimmy walked in and was like so amazed by everything going on around him like socially but i guess he's been around long enough to have like random friends who do special effects at studios well i thought they said that in the beginning too was but but they didn't say how long ago they flew them or fronted the money 
Yeah, I just felt like it was recent, but maybe yeah, yeah me too. A bit. No, you're not alone in that. I've seen a lot of episodes, and I can't remember if they mentioned it in this one or not. But I believe that he is a lawyer for the studios, Greg, and Jimmy is the security guard at the gate for the studio. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They yeah, should yeah. know I, a bunch actually, of people in film. You know what? It's funny. Until you said that, I for- completely forgot about that. But yeah, it's definitely not in this right. episode. It's not, it's not, no, it's not. You're bringing back here. memories for me. I forgot. Yeah, about so that. I guess with that knowledge, it makes sense that they would know people who were right in special effects but but yeah but jimmy walks in with this tape and they they toss it in and he's like listen i had him edit the tape so it's your baby making his first steps but it's not gonna let you know it's gonna look like he's in a park not just in the casino and they they do cut to the tape for a second and you start watching it and it looks fine it, it looks it does look green it looks screen, bad. but <laughs> it, doesn't look yeah, it looks fine for 2000. It looks, but yeah, yeah. I was going to say for 2000, it was enough to job. cue the laugh track. Or, or yeah. the other <laughs> yeah. So I thought the joke was that it's, it looks bad and she'll never believe it. So when the actual joke happened, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. howled with laughter. Yeah, no, I, I did too. genuinely laughed at that. I thought the effects weren't going to be long enough and it was going to like just end with them in the casino. I knew when they stopped it and didn't watch to the oh, end, like the but... green screen ends the effect. Yeah, yeah, so to get into that, so because the, the, wi- the wives come in a minute later, and now Kim is more relaxed than we've seen her the entire episode. And she didn't even like rush right upstairs to see the baby or anything. She just lays on the couch and, you know, whatever. She's fine with it. And they said, yeah, the two kids are upstairs sleeping. And what, it's like, wait, two kids? And then. <laughs> that was that's the hardest it. I laughed in the whole thing. G- he Jimmy's forgot about face the other of panic when he realized, because he couldn't remember <laughs> what he did with the other son for a minute. And like his face in that I thought was really good. I did like that a lot. It was hilarious. But he did eventually remember where he was. And he's like, oh, no, he's at the neighbors watching TV. And that's fine. Like, Christine didn't mind that at all. So uh, they finally pop the tape in because Greg tells Kim, oh, you know, baby took the first. Did the baby, did they ever address the baby's name? The only kid I remember's name is Dominic. uh, Dominic, I think. Dominic, I thought, was the son who watches TV. They mentioned I'm, I'm it sure they say they it. Did. I just don't he remember. He did say his name. I, I think it yeah. was the one who watches TV. Yeah, Dominic is the one who watches TV. But regardless, so the baby, like, Greg's like, oh, the baby took his first steps. You know, we I got the tape, and they pop it in. They start watching it, and again, we see Sam this- is the baby. Sam? Yeah, and it was in my notes All somewhere. Right. So, so we see, we see, we start to see the kid walking around again. It's, it's, it's clearly a doctored tape. It doesn't look awful, awful, I guess, for 2000, but get the kid walking through the park and then it cuts and now the kid's standing in front of like a, like the fountain or whatever. Or is it a lake? Oh, it was a lake. It was, it was like a, a lake. Yeah. lake. <laughs> there was a, fr- a joke before that, but where, because before we get to that, actually, you know, they said, that's a beautiful park. Where is it? <laughs> where is like, the park? Uh, where are they? Like, well, it's way out there. It's way out there. But yeah, so now the baby's approaching this lake and takes a couple of steps. And lo and behold, like Jesus is able to just walk <laughs> on water and he just starts walking across the water. What does Greg say? He's like, it is miraculous. Oh, he's a natural. Look, <laughs> I told you he was a natural. And I thought that was, that was pretty good. That wasn't like you guys said earlier. I thought something was going to go wrong with the tape, obviously, but that wasn't what I expected to happen. So I really like that. Yeah, this is my favorite part of the whole show. Yeah, yeah, I think this is definitely the high water mark, the high walking on water mark of the episode. Yeah, and that's what it's like a $200 video, by the way. It costs $200 for that. And he's like, and he didn't notice that he's walking on water. Then doesn't he say something else too with whatever else it was $316? Or is that how much he made? That's how much he wanted the casino. That's how much he made playing blackjack. Right, so I thought it was weird because this is post Stone Cold. So they mentioned the Cobra Clutch and then the amount of money he wins is randomly 316. I did think that to myself. I didn't note it, but I did take note of that mentally at the time. And I was like, whoever wrote the show is a wrestling fan and slipped yeah. that in there. The 2021 equivalent to $200 in 2000 is $317. Wow, huh. weird coincidence. Yeah. Austin 317 says inflation just whipped your ass. <laughs> inflation did whip our ass. So yeah, so Greg has to explain to Kim what happened. She's obviously upset by that. Um, and that's where, again, the contrast. Christine wants to know, well... To Jimmy, at least, did you win anything? And he did not win anything at all. And she just hits him. She just like hauls off and hits him. Like it wasn't the fact that you went to the casino with the child. It's the fact that you lost the money is what what actually upset me here. And Kim tells Greg that she's never letting him have the baby alone again. <laughs> Michael Malley says you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a great joke. I'm trying to remember what happens. From, was there anything from there other than the, the last scene where they're alone? I can't remember how this scene closes. No, I think it just sort of very sitcom cuts to the last scene. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it did. Because I was going to say, like, I'm looking at my notes. I don't see anything, but it seems like an awkward transition. But I, I must have just jumped right to it. So, yeah. So now we're in our, our last scene where it's like, it's just the two of them must be the next day, maybe. But, yeah, it's just back to Kim and Greg sitting in the living room with the baby. And the baby's walking around in the living room now. And um, they seem m- kind of relaxed for all of a minute or so until the question comes up if he's pigeon-toed. And then Greg runs to get the uh, the book on that, you know, whatever parenting book deals with that. Is your baby pigeon toed? I believe is what is the name of that book. Uh, I meant to look it up. What is when being your pigeon toed? Goes like that. Is ding toed oh. and pigeon toed? Does ding toed? I know. It's not really called ding toed, but that's what my mother called it. <laughs> I think what this way is actually called, but pigeon toed is what like a pigeon's feet go opposite direction. And is that like a big issue? Is that just it's, your? It's not, common. Is it like a muscle memory thing? Like he's not yeah. learning the right yeah, way to. Yeah, it like changes the, your like the gait of your walk or whatever. Yeah, right. So that's the you know like like Tommy Pickles the way he stands is they go in. Yeah. Oh right 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 right. Yeah. What do you call it when you get Angelica and only half of your mouth opens when you speak? Palsy. Like you don't baby. She's like her mouth never uh, having a stroke. By God, was Angelica having strokes this whole time? He just broke that man in half. Oh, these poor JR alone. <laughs> but uh yeah, so that was the end of the episode. Kind of just wrestling on that. Yeah, just yeah, more wrestling. Uh so just that little button on that, they they kinda, you know, just that. He runs to the baby book and that's the end of the episode. So anything else you guys want to make note of about Yes, dear, before we go I on to the green light or cancel. Make it clear. There was no making up for them, right? There was no making up scene that I missed. Nope. It was just like that it just cut to it. It was like there was a missing scene. Like I said, as I re- read my notes, it felt like something was missing. This seemed very much like a pilot, right? Like a not intended yeah. to maybe even air on TV. Like a, hey, look, this is sort of what we're going for. We're not going present, uh, Simple premise. Meet the characters. Here's how different they are. Right. Put them in a simple scenario. Yeah. I think an epi- if it was an episode two or something, there probably would have been that other scene where they make up and you put more finality on it. So when you go into the next episode, but I think this seems kind of a little like slapdash or whatever, like just get this quick. It's just the pilot sort of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else about the show you guys want to bring up? Anything about the characters? Anything like that? I'd like to say that I do love Mike O'Malley. Uh, yeah. I'm, Ditto. I'm, like I said, something about him. Yeah. I think again, he's just a huge part of our childhood with guts because he yeah. hosted those shows yeah. when we were kids. Like you just always just, he was, yeah, part of our lives as kids. So, but then he's always there now too, right? Like he'll show up in parks and rec. He's great yeah. and justified. Like you, he always is around. Still. And he's always just like a lovable dude on these shows for the most part. Like yeah. usually a fun character. Like he's actually kind always. of, um, I just watched, have you guys seen the movie Sully? The one with the guy who landed the plane on the Hudson? No, it's not like part no. of it. He plays like one of, uh, Michael Malley plays one of the lead NTSB guys who's trying to prove that the captain was the one at fault. And it was like the first like dickish character that I've ever seen Michael Malley be. But then it comes around, like they figure out what happened and he ends up being like a really nice guy. And I'm like, of course he is. It's Michael Malley. He plays a real mean mobster and justified and he's great at it. He's like a total dickhead. Nice. All right. Well, so yeah, let's get to it, guys. Uh, green letter cancel. So I will start in the order. I see you, Ferg. Start it off. I'm going to cancel. It had parts that made me laugh, but overall, a lot of it was boring. It really bothered me that they just left the kid, you know, in the thing. And then when there was actually no, like, making up of the couple, that kind of just, like, that's just sloppy. Bad storytelling. Yeah. Cancel. Joe. Joe. I'm going to. I'm su- Joe. <laughs> surprisingly going to cancel this one. Uh, this was my pick, and I love this show. And I, like I said earlier, I've watched a ton of episodes. I think this goes back to what some of you guys were saying last week, where, like, you loved Scrubs, you just didn't love the pilot, right? And I feel like for this show, I love this show, I just didn't love the pilot. As much as I love the baby walking on water, and it was such a great gag, this show definitely got way better, but this episode wasn't great, so cancel for me. Gordo. It's actually going to be a cancel for me, too. Other than, like Joe just said, other than the walking on water, it, it was kind of boring. Just like you said last week, with yesterday, I kept stopping it, getting distracted. I pretty much got everything that I wanted to get out of this show. I didn't feel compelled to watch a second episode. That's ultimately, and it made me want to want to push and neither cancel it nor green light so whenever i feel kind of indifferent like that towards a show you just gotta cancel it so cancel for me nick on to you so yeah i if i felt like it wasn't a good pilot i felt like it i felt like i missed an episode this doesn't feel like the first episode i, I didn't feel like i got a good 
character introduction to anybody, really. Without reiterating what everybody else has already said, there were good parts, but uh, at the end of the day, I was bored. Wasn't really thrilled to keep watching. Um, I do, like you guys, I've seen the show for a long time now, and I will, I think it's just that. I think it's a very good background show. It's not something you really need to give all your attention to as a whole. So yeah, I'm going to be canceling. It just didn't do it for me. All right. So on to me, and you know, uh, truth be told, I I leave my notes next to me. So I'm kind of writing down how you guys graded so I can make graphics for our Instagram, which is S1E1Pod. You can find us on Instagram. But um, so I had marked my voting before I had even asked you guys because I already knew what I was going to do. And we're five for five here, guys. I'm canceling yes, dear, um, because listen, I, I like Joe, I like the show a lot too. I've seen a ton of episodes. I've always enjoyed it and I hadn't watched it in quite some time, but I thought the writing was really sloppy here. I, I don't feel the way Gordo did. I thought it went by pretty quickly, actually. I thought next to Scrubs, uh, this show flew by. Like Scrubs, I felt like I was watching it for a long time because I think so much was happening there, which is our last week's episode. But um, this one, I felt like it was a breeze. It went by real quick. It was real simple, but I don't know. It just didn't grasp me as anything. It was like, we get it. These parents are a little bit more conservative. These ones were a little looser. And there wasn't a lot of meat on the bone there. I thought the writing was just eh. Aside from a couple of moments, it just didn't seem like there was much there to continue on. So I really didn't think it would go this way, but we are 0 for 5 here. Zero green lights for yesteryear. And I'll say this, this is only the second time in our show that we've ever done this. Holy this is shit, 24. this is on the country comfort level. So yeah. other than country I feel a little comfort, bad now. So yeah, this go is back no to our way country near comfort as bad episode. as country comfort. It is not. It is not. No. But the, for only the second time in 24 episodes now, we are giving it five cancels. So I am very sorry to everyone involved with Yes Dear, especially Mike O'Malley, because we love you so much. But Yes Dear, you are being canceled. You do not live on to see a second episode. And again, to reiterate, the show gets way better. It's just it not does. A it's pilot. a good show. It's a good show. It's a good show. It's a wholesome show. But listen, to, to get into it before we close out, this is the premise of our show. We watch episode one only. We are S1E1, and we will rate it on just this episode. So even though most of us have seen multiple episodes and like it, and know we like this show, we are taking all that away, and we're just going to watch this first episode and be honest about what we saw. And that is what this show is. So I'm kind of glad in a way that this happened because this is the whole premise, which is being honest about, about episode one here. So again, sorry to Mike O'Malley and the rest of the cast, but you are being canceled. For everything you need with our show, go to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all our social media, everywhere where to listen to us. Make sure you rate, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. It does a lot for the algorithm algorithms. It helps us quite a bit. Uh, so please do that. Spread the word. Let people know that we exist. Let us know how you feel about the show. Uh, we can't thank you enough for all that stuff again. And if you want to watch Yes Dear, good luck. It's not on any <laughs> streaming sites. So um, I don't really know where to direct you there other than buying the DVDs on eBay or Amazon. But that's it. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you. Goodbye. Mo. Bye, Skeeters. <laughs>